here. Welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. And where men are men. Wait, what? I said and where men are men. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Hey, so how very um all in the family of you, Mr. Archie Bunker. With minus the bigotry. Is that what he used to say? Um, he's it's part of the opening theme song. Girls were girls and men were men. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I, I, forgot. I only watched like maybe one episode of that show, and I probably would not watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to our first story. This one kind of made me excited, and then I saw who was uh, working on it, and that also made me more excited. So a Black Canary movie is reportedly in the works with Journey Smollett, and Misha Green is writing the film and it's going to be an HBO Max exclusive. And for those of you who don't know who Misha Green is, she was the showrunner or, I don't know, the creator of the Lovecraft Country series. Okay, so, yeah, that's she's good at what she did in that show. Here's the issue I have with this project. Okay, so here we go. Let's go. I want to stay positive, but the issue is that you, the foundation is so rocky. You have this character that got no development whatsoever. In, well, in, maybe that's what this film is going to be. Hopefully. And and I got it. They, 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 look, they can fix a lot of things off out the gate. Commit to the costume. Don't do the same. Don't make the same mistakes they did in Birds of Prey. Those costumes were awful. They didn't commit to them. And honestly, uh, this is one of the hugest crimes of that movie. All right. If you took away all the characters' names, you couldn't tell who who, who was who. Really, Huntress didn't look like Huntress. They got their all of them. Their suits at the end were pretty much spot on, like we said. They were garbage. They weren't spot on. They were garbage. They were they were awful. They were trash. They look like they look like freaking intermediary uh, intermediate cosplayers. Not even good cosplayers. It looked it was garbage. All right. And then you got James Gunn over here showing them how it's done. Like you would think Peacemaker's costume would look laughable in, real, in live action, but good God did John Cena own that costume. That's what happens when you commit to the costume. I can't sing that movie praise enough. Commit to your costumes. All right. If you can't do it, don't do it at all. The costume says a lot about a, uh, a combo character. And honestly, if you're not going to do that right, then you don't get the character as a whole. It's just, ugh. I can't stress enough. Commit to the costume. Oh, you just want Journey to walk around in fishnets, basically. She don't have any. She, uh, Donna isn't in fishnets currently. I know she isn't. She doesn't, she doesn't have to wear that costume. She just needs to wear a iconic uh, canary costume. Hell, modify it a little bit. Dane, don't forget your roots. Like, dang, it's just it's so effing annoying. Like, seriously. All right, well, I don't know what to tell you. We'll, we'll we'll find out, you know, about all that when we actually get like an onset photo leaks and stuff like that. Well, what do you got, my friend? Okay, so more superhero news. I, I'm kind of curious about where they're going with this, but apparently they're going to introduce uh, Riri Williams in the next Black Panther movie, Wakanda okay. Forever. Okay, so I guess we're doing all our Marvel news early. Why do we have to do it all in one go anyway? I want to talk about this now. We can talk about Marvel stuff later. Who cares? I, this is the story I want to talk about. I've been thinking about it all week when they just announced it. Okay. All right. Yes. Anyways, the actress Dominic Thorne. I do talk about Dominic Thorne. Yes. Yeah, we talked about her, right? Yeah. So she's going to make her debut in uh, Wakanda Forever. So I think if I were to make a educated uh, prediction, all right, instead of Riri being a protege of Tony, she's going to be a protege of, of, of T'Challa. Uh, that is a possibility, or she could be part of that. Um... The outreach program. Yeah, right. exactly. Which that, that does track, sure, and that's where they can discover her and see how smart she is. I hope they don't pull any punches with her with her um, her violent past and how she dealt with a, a lot of um, gang violence in her life. But here's my question. Since this is done by Ryan Coogler, is he just going to retcon the city she's from? Because, you know, he did that with Killmonger due to the fact that he is from California. He made Killmonger from California as opposed to being the, from New York. I mean, it doesn't, that doesn't really matter. But Chicago, needs, I think she needs to be in Chicago. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be Chicago. Uh, I mean, L.A. has some pretty bad crime also, but Chicago's really bad. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. And another note on and 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 so far the cast looks good. The 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 actors they got for her, so far still so on point. The problem, not, well, not the problem per se. I have no problem with this character, but a lot of people do is Riri. They feel she's been forced down their throats or something. I don't know. Like everybody feels like that with Riri Williams. Everybody felt like well, everybody felt like that when they did the whole changing of the guard thing with Marvel, where you know Amadeus should begin the whole Riri was Ironheart. Um you know, Kamala being Miss Marvel and, you know, Miles being a Spider-Man. So Right, but here's just... the issue. Peter never left with Miles. Um, Kamala took the mantle after um, Carol discarded it and became Captain Marvel. Yeah. And, and well, the Hulk was dead, so that was that. But, yeah, they, they also, Amadeus was around for a long time prior to getting his mantle. Riri came out of nowhere and replaced a heavy-hitting character, and everyone hated her for it. I actually like her a lot. And I see why they did they, they chose her as opposed to a lot of people's uh a lot of people thought they should have chose Rhodey's niece, who I forgot he even had a niece. She must have been limbo for a while. Yeah. Right. And it's like uh she wouldn't have she wouldn't have Riri's past with the whole gang violence. I think making her from um the the ghettos of uh of Chicago was a really poignant bro. She's uh, not from the ghetto. What are you talking about? She's that her her neighborhood is bad, man. No, her neighborhood isn't bad. They were at a park where her father and her friend got shot. Mm. Is that how it works? Yes. I could have sworn her neighborhood was pretty bad. Yeah, no. She lives in a I'm nice... I'm going to reread those issues. Yeah, because I, I don't even place. think you read them in the first place. I did read them. Some, my <laughs> talking about she, talking about she lived in the ghetto. She did. All right, I'm going to look it up. Uh, Riri, lives in a, Riri lives in a nice neighborhood in a, house, in, a, in a house with a garage and everything. You can have a house with a garage and a ghetto. Uh, well, I'm guessing after they moved. I don't know. Because they never... Right. Had... You don't know when she got hit when they had the issues. Because when she was at the house working on the armor, her friend and, and, and stepfather was already dead. Or father. Yeah, yeah but we don't yeah. know. So just don't assume that she lived in the ghetto. I'm saying that she dealt with gun violence. God dang it. And a lot of the gun violence goes on in the crappy neighborhoods in Chicago, not the good ones. So I'll put two and two together. Anyways, I digress. The reason why they chose him because they couldn't do that to, um, to Rhodey's niece. Rhodey, uh, I would imagine his family does is a little better off than on Riri's. Plus, I don't even think a lot of people realize that Rhodey had a niece. She don't know. So she would be coming literally out of the woodwork. So it, it pointed, I, I, think, I didn't even know Rhodey had a niece. A, I think Bendis doing what he did with her character was a, a good idea. Making Riri who she was, where she's from. And her. I, I like most of what they've done with this character so far. Yeah, that, that's mostly what I wanted to talk about with this story because it's, she still gets a lot of hate, and I, and I guess people are hoping that they change her for the better in the MCU. I don't see how they can change her any better. She's pretty good in the comic. I mean, what what, what grievances do you have with um with Riri's uh, handling? I don't have any grievances. Right, now do I? I love everything they've done with her so far. I thought Bendis did a good job. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, Rhodey had a niece, Lila. Yeah, she was part of that uh, when um, when he was running around with the Iron Patriot armor during the Marvel Now phase. Oh, I'm trying to remember that. It was Did basically ever... like after he got his after he got his clone body back from Norman Osborn. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it, he basically had like a I think it was like a twelve issue series something like that. I probably didn't read. It. That's what it was. So she popped into that the twelve issue yeah. series. Yeah, she wasn't anything else. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, I got no problem with, you know, Riri. And haters going to hate and potatoes are going to potate. Uh, that's not a thing. It actually is. I, I, that's that. I've never heard of that. Well, you're out of the loop, sir. I, I don't think I am. I think, I think literally you just made it up. I really didn't. <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh, Yasir Lassiter who is a writer on Black Monday, which Don Cheadle also stars in, is going to be the head writer for Armor Wars for Disney+. Plus. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I brought that up because basically we kind of segued into Rhodey and his niece. So, yeah, so Black Monday, do you watch, do you even watch anything on Showtime? Uh, I may have watched some in the past. No. Well, yeah, you, you probably stopped after Dexter. But anyway, Black Monday is a show that 
Don Cheadle stars in. It takes place in the eighties. It's about the, uh, it's about a, I don't know if it's actually happened in the eighties, but it's a stock crash, stock market crash in the eighties. And they called it black Monday. So it's him, Regina Hall, Yasir Lasseter is on the show as well. Horatio Sands. Um, the hell is the name of that, that gay dude? Oh, Andrew Rannells. Um, and uh, Kadeem Hardison was in a couple episodes in the first season. But oh, yeah. good for him. Yeah. So uh, Yasir Lasseter has also been on like other shows as, as well. He was on this one show called, what was it called? I think it was called Making History, where, these, uh, where him and his friend had a time-traveling duffel bag. But but yeah, so I have faith in it. Uh, the writing is good on Black Monday, and like the episodes that he writes is they're very phenomenal, and they're they're very, you know, the writing is in depth, so you get like more of the characters' backstories and everything. So I'm very excited that you know he's um going to be the head writer. I'm pretty sure Don Tito, you know, said, "Hey, let's get your Sierra Lasseter to work on this." But yeah, so. Yeah, be on the lookout for Armor Wars whenever it drops. And I'm sorry, the man's last name is yes, Lester. Oh. All right, so what do you got? Okay, so uh, you're familiar with Ryan Segman, right? And Donnie Cates? Uh, yeah, because uh, you didn't read Venom. No, I did not. But they are one of the uh, latest uh, creators that have jumped over to creator-owned um, uh, uh, combo companies. Yeah. Yeah. So they're over at Image now doing this new series that looks pretty freaking dope. Um, yeah. So they have a, a title called Vanish and The One You Feed. So that looks pretty cool. And both of these are from at, at Image currently. Okay. Have you heard cool. have you, have you read this series yet? No. Or, are, you I, didn't know that, I didn't know they started yet. All right, I don't know. I, this is news to me, honestly. Um, I saw this earlier today when I was looking up news articles to put on the podcast, as it were. And uh, I just thought it was pretty interesting that we had, we're getting more of these uh, creators leaving the big two to go to the smaller uh, companies that have more creative freedom. So, I mean, I've heard, I mean, I, my just for someone who doesn't really pay attention to the credits of a comic most yeah, of the time. Yeah, because I'm getting sick. You need to do that because, uh, guys, he would always ask me, yo, who drew this issue? Who drew who I, I, that? I, look, if it mattered, I would remember. Anyway, Anyways, the point it is, always Ryan, matters. Ryan Stegman, I do know his name. He does pop up frequently. As and we met him. Yes, we did. That's also why I remember him. So anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was surprised that he um, he left Marvel for um, for Image. To I do, mean, uh, he was at Marvel for like a decade. I mean, even then, he can always do work for Marvel on the side. Oh, yeah, that's true. But the fact that he left right after doing a successful run on, on Venom, you know, I just figured he would go off and do something else. Yeah, I mean, probably got burned out. So, you know, that I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I complain about burnout all the time. Yeah. I mean, what, what's Jonathan Hickman going to be doing after uh, he went into uh, run with X-Men? Hickman left Marvel for a while. So who knows? After Secret Wars, you, you realize that Hickman didn't write anything for Marvel until, you know, he came back and did X-Men. He took, he, I think it took like a year and a half off. He went and did some creator own stuff and came back and said, hey, I'm going to screw up the uh, X-Men timeline. Kinda, you didn't screw it up and fix it. Yeah, he, 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 quote, you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. He fixed it. Uh, you the only one that doesn't like the current X-Men run. Everyone else is jocking it right now. Okay. I understand. They got all five cuckoos back. What did you think that was going to happen, right? Dude, they, they, they totally retconned everything. It's awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah. Aquafina's Nora from Queen season two started this weekend. Oh, but yeah. Have you even watched season one? I'm wondering getting around to doing that, actually. I'm a, I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah, but then when the show gets canceled, I don't know what happened because you didn't watch it. I'm going to stream it anyways. All right. Okay, so um, we're done talking about Donnie and Ryan? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, congrats to them. I mean, they had a hell of a run on Venom, especially when they did Absolute Carnage. Ryan is one of my favorite artists. I think I told him that when we saw him at Supercon. And I don't say that to every artist. It's just like Ryan got some very dope pencils, so you can follow him on Instagram. I believe his handle is just Ryan Stegman. Um, Donnie is also a very good writer. Yeah, Ryan Stegman. It's just Ryan Stegman. R-Y-A-N-S-T-E-G-M-A-N. And the last thing he posted was from 
uh, it looks like the comic that they're working on. Oh, Vanish? Yeah. No, no. Uh, I don't know which one this is. The one you feed? He didn't put what it is. Uh, it looks like no, Kate, no, oh, no Case is writing on you feed, so it must be Vanish. No, this is, yeah, this is Vanish. Yeah. I guess they're doing a Kickstarter for it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, look for that and, uh, you know, pitch in. Yeah. So do that. Don't be cheap. All right. So this was a bit of news that came across my feed, and it's just like the dumb amount of money that Henry Cavill and Pedro Pascal are getting per episodes of The Last of Us and The Witcher. Yeah, that's surprising. That kind of me. Yeah, hold on a second. All right. So Pedro Pascal is getting $600,000 per episode for The Last of Us, and season one has 10 episodes. So that's like, what, about a quarter million dollars, something like that? Wait, what? $600,000 per, per episode. episode? Yeah, that's not a quarter million. That's significantly six, more. I'm sorry, that's $6 million, yeah. I'm tired. Leave me alone. I just got done recording uh, two episodes of the Three Shades podcast. Well, who told you you double dip? Look, just because you haven't popped up on an episode yet, don't judge me, okay? And Henry Cavill is making $4,000 per episode of The Witcher. and $4,000? $400,000. You know what I mean? Shut up. $400,000 per episode of season two of The Witcher, and season two has eight. So Pedro's drinking in $6 million, and Henry's bringing in $3,200 million. So, boys making bank. Good for them. Yeah. So, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Hang on. Let me pull up my next story. Oh, my God. Oh God. I mean, you could always go to the next, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm going to got my next story right here. Just give me a sec to pull it up. I don't get why you never have your stories ready. Because it's at this point it's tradition and we should just keep it rolling. All right. Look here, man. Well, tradition sucks. All right, let's go into it. Star Wars Visions. Um, did you watch the trailer for it? Uh, I watched some clips here and there. Um, when's that starting again? Uh sometime next year. But I have some of the casts for the English dub. All right, so you ready? Sure. We got Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh-huh. Henry Golding. Uh-huh. Tamora Morrison. Okay. Simi Lou. All right. David Harbour. Cool. NPH. All right. Lucy Lou. Mm, okay. George Decay. Is there anyone? Is this number famous people? Huh? Like... I mean, that's all I got so far. So, yeah. So, George Decay, Allison Bree, Carrot Fukuhara, and Jordan Fisher. So, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer yet, but I'm going to check it out very soon. But my interest is kind of peaked just on that cast. The only person I don't know is Karen Fukuhara. But everybody else I know. Uh, you know Karen Fukuhara. Who is Karen Fukuhara? The boy, Suicide Squad. She was who in Suicide Squad? Katana. Oh, okay. And the boys. Oh, okay. That was her? Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'll say less. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that when that drops and check out the trailer. Uh, I don't think I'm going to try to I'm going to try to not post any more trailers. We keep getting copyright flags. It's like, yo, I'm promoting your crap and you just want to. No, they got because their channel isn't getting a hit. See, our channel is probably why they're doing it. I guess. Even though I'm post, even though I'm posting it days later. All right. What do you got? All right. So um, it's came to my attention. That apparently Epic offered Sony a whopping two hundred million dollars. Yeah, for, I saw that. Yeah, for uh for PlayStation exclusives on PC to their platform, and I'm like, damn. I mean, just, I mean. So with that being said, you think that's a lot, but no, you have Sony, to take into account. Yeah, Sony said you can go screw yourselves. Right. Well, the deal didn't, it didn't deal, the deal didn't go through, but it's like you have to take into account how much Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone sold on Steam. Like, it sold really good numbers. 
and they got an exclusive deal with uh, Sony to exclusively release them to that platform. Honestly, that would definitely just just break. They'll they'll make that money back in droves. So I, I thought this was pretty cool uh, that this actually came out recently, and um, this just lends hope that there's going to be more Sony exclusives on the PC. Well, maybe, but no, they definitely are. Sony bought that company that is specializes in making PC ports. Like they they're they're slowly processing them. Like we already got Horizon, we got Days Gone, um, we got uh, Death Stranding. Um, all three of those recently hit um, uh, in the last year or so, and there are going to be more to come. And they're all selling well too, so that's just going to be a, a, a ongoing trend. So expect more uh, PC exclusive. I'm sorry, Sony exclusive on PC. So I'm hoping next we get God of War, because you know that game needs to be a, a definitely needs to get on PC. Yeah. It'd be a shame not to have a game that pretty on, on a better console better platform nah i'm cool well i mean you're not because you're not a you're a peasant so you're not cool that's the whole point okay thanks for the insult you're welcome all right so we have to say rest in peace to sunny chiba that broke my heart. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who Sonny Chiba is, he was in Kill Bill. Who did he play in Kill Bill again? Hattori Hanzo. Yes. And for those of you who don't know who Hattori Hanzo is, he is the man who made the sword for... Um, the Bride. For The Bride. I was trying to remember... I was trying to remember a real name. Beatrice as well King. as Bill and Bud. Yeah. He was also in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, and so much more films and, and he passed away um, at the age of 82 due to complications from COVID so get vaccinated again, don't well you can't you know just tell people to get vaccinated do your you best you most certainly can in my opinion all right so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a stance on this channel all right all right we're in it together we can't we can't um, stop this unless we all get vaccinated and take precautions that's why we're that's why people are still dying to this day if you don't want to accept that then that's your problem like I'm saying, you you know, so what if if you know your roommate didn't get vaccinated? What would you do? Um, get very upset at him, but he's a first responder and he got vaccinated first because he knows that him being a paramedic, he understands how pandemics works and how medicine works. So yeah, he's a little in the middle than most people are. So it wasn't. It's not like I had to tell him anything. Not to say that some uh, healthcare providers aren't also making the same mistake, but most of them are. But I, like I said, I'm not trying to get on this channel to talk about the vaccine. I'm just saying we should definitely uh, all get on the same page and get vaccinated. Oh, there you have it. All right. What do you got? Is it a mox? Oh, yeah. Sorry. You dropped the whole uh, RIP thing, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, no, I got something. So, surprise. Now, this game, now, this surprised the heck out of me because uh, I thought this game would have flopped. But apparently, Biomutant has sold a million copies and made back its cost in a week. And if you remember Biomutant, it's why didn't you think the game was going to flop? You brought it up. You seemed very excited about it. I did because it was it was took so long to come out and how numerous delays. Like it got announced back in 2017, I know but it finally dropped, and it, it was just from what I saw from the reviews and from the uh, gameplay footage, it looked very flawed and kind of rudimentary. And I was like, uh, I'll, I'll wait on it, and maybe get it like on a sale or something. And um, and lo and behold, it's like, yo, it don't need my money. It's already made its money back. It's our. It's in the profit stage. All right, <laughs> every sale going forth after this first week of um after this first week of release was all profit. So that's very good. Honestly, we might get a sequel for this game. Well, we might. I mean, we'll find out. You know, time will tell. Yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. If you if you sleep it on Bobmune, I guess um, I mean it, it, it didn't. So, anyways, as as the article states, despite its financial success, the game did launch with uh a slew of performance um, problems across PlayStation and Xbox, ranging from low-quality texture issues and frame rate. So the game isn't... Uh, hopefully they patch most of this out. But, um, yeah, it's nuts that it still made all its money. So he basically pulled a... Uh, I mean, they basically pulled a Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, Cyberpunk didn't make as much money as they liked, but it definitely made its cost and then some. It made yeah. a crap ton of budget. It would crack out to the profit. All right. 
you guys heard it. You know, go get bioimmunity if you want. But Samir's probably going to get it when it's like $10. Uh, maybe not. All right. So I got a bit of news that kind of warmed my heart. And I'm kind of glad this person, you know, realized they made a mistake. And that is Martin Campbell. Do you know who Martin Campbell is? Uh, why don't you tell it to the uninitiated? Okay, Samir, I will tell you. Martin Campbell is the director of Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. What about him? <laughs> All right. Basically, he admitted that he shouldn't have done the film. And the reason why this is all coming up is because he is also the director of The Protégé. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that movie that's out with Michael Keaton, Maggie and, and yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. You going to go see it? Yes, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. The reviews are holding up. I'll go ahead and watch it. All right. But, yeah. So he uh, talked about his experience in making Green Lantern and why it was so difficult. Um, so he said the point about the Green Lantern. Oh, also keep in mind that this man also directed the Mask of Zorro, Casino Royale, and GoldenEye. Oh, he can't do good movies. Yes. So he said the point about Green Lantern is that whereas with Bond, I love Bond. I love the Bond films. I really enjoyed them. It was an it was an event for me. I'm not a comic book fan, and the truth is, I never should have done the film, but I did it because I've never done a comic book film before. So I think the blame rests on my shoulders to a large extent. It was a big studio movie and the script was not up to par. We had Ryan Reynolds, terrific, and Blake so and Blake Lively. So at least we got those two together. We did create something. The problem was I remember my last to six, my last, I remember in the last six to eight weeks of pre-production, every day, I mean every day we had meetings about cutting the budget. We need to cut the budget. How are we going to cut the budget every goddamn day? And I worked out a terrific ending for the movie. I remember I had uh this quite big office down in New Orleans, the production offices and I plastic walls with storyboards. It was like wallpaper everywhere for the ending of the movie. And they came in and said, we can't afford it. You have to cut it all. So in the end, they came up with, the, with that crap ending. However, having said that, I should have never done it, but I did it. I don't think I did a good job. So for me, for superheroes, for superhero movies, there are better people than me who ought to be doing those movies. But yeah, I kind of think he was a bit harsh on himself, but no, he wasn't. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, so he also um also said, he ain't putting enough blame on the producers because he ain't just walk on that set by himself. He got hired for that role. Who thought he was a good job for that? All right. And as for that original ending, Cam Campbell said that it would have been the Lanterns taking on the common foe as opposed to you know Hal taking on Parallax himself. He said, Yeah, there was a big battle in the streets between the four lanterns. Uh, Kilowog, Sinestro, Ryan Reynolds, and taking on a huge monster that was taking over the city. It was basically uh, like a Magnificent Seven kind of ending. But that did not come to pass, so here they are. Whack. Hmm. Look, I thought, you know, it was decent of him to fess up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, all, it's never too late to apologize, but... He needed to throw some of that heat onto the producers. Like I said, someone hired him for that role. Well, he had a vision in mind, and they told him, you know, the movie is already costing too much. So, truthfully, he realized that, you know, most of it was on him, but they did, you know, kind of, you know, drop the ball with the budget. Like we said, the guy does do good work, so... I think we can give. I think he really is being a little bit too hard on himself. No, he isn't. You're a monster. You know that. Says the guy that doesn't like cats. Yo, screw your cats. That's the reason the episode was so messed up last uh, last week. We had a great episode, and we had we had a very adorable guest star. The sound uh, quality was messed up. I don't know. Your cat knocked one of the cords loose or something. Don't blame my babies. Look, everything was plugged in like the the audio lit. See, this is why you need to listen to the episodes. Audio goes like in and out and starts to get distorted and warped and everything. And I tried my best to fix it and I couldn't do it. So there you go, people. It's Samir's cat's fault. Are you sure? Yes. It's not I'm your sure. fault. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you got? Uh okay, so I don't know if I ever gushed about this show. I probably have in the past, but I want oh, to do it God. again. Here we because go. we have a uh, uh, this season finale dropped um, 
think today or yesterday. Is this the, uh, out, the Loud House or whatever it is? The Loud House? No. Owl House, sir. And no, the season, the mid-season finale was for last week, I think, for that. No, no. I'm talking about uh, Hell of a Boss, which is done by um, Busy Pop, who's a very cool, um, she, she's like this uh, self- produce and yes, you on YouTube, guys. I talked about her, right? Yeah. So if you haven't watched the season finale, which dropped, I want to say, I think it was today. It might have dropped today. Um, please do. Hurry up and watch it. It's amazing. It's their best work yet. And if you haven't watched the other episodes, they've got, they got like six episodes for the first season. Go ahead and watch that. And also go ahead and watch Hasbro Hotel. Hasbro Hotel being the main focus of her um, uh, her main creative focus. And I think that show got picked up by Viacom. So we should eventually somewhere down the line be getting an actual series for that a genius what you're gonna tell people where they can watch the show youtube just just google this the search busy pop she has her own channel and everything and she has a, a talented team behind her and all the episodes are great and wonderfully am animated and, and what show is this again hell of a boss hell of a boss yes the season it was amazing the season finale just dropped it was I, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to gas the show without ruining it for you. Well, I'm spoiling anything, but it's really good. All right. Well, you guys heard it. Samir got a little gushy over hell of a boss. Might have jizzed in his pants just a little bit, but who knows? All right. So I'm going to bring up a movie because Samir's probably not going to watch it at this point. I want to watch it eventually. Really? So I don't need to do my review just yet. Are you, gonna, are you going to watch it next week? I watch it eventually. All right, so all right, screw it. So I went to go see Free Guy this week, and freaking Mariah Carey fantasy got stuck in my damn head. Uh, you know how in the beginning of the first Deadpool movie he says this is a love story? Uh vaguely. Well, this is a love story as well. Well, who but, wouldn't fall in love with Jodie Comer? But yeah, so it's it's not a love story and the traditional sense. Well, it is, but at the same time, it isn't. You get thrown with a red herring. So anyway, the full cast includes Jodie Comer, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Tatsaya Waititi. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Not Joe Carey, but Joe Carey's in it. And the other guy whose name I can't remember at the moment. Uh, well, unfortunately, I can't remember your name at the moment. But as we all know in the trailer, you know, Ryan Reynolds plays a character named Guy who is a NPC in a video game. And for those of you who don't know who NPCs are, those are non-playable characters. So those are literally just the people you murder in the background in GTA. Uh, Lorel Howard is also in it. And the guy's name is Utkarsh and Budkar. Oh. Yeah, try saying that five times fast. But yeah, so very good movie. And as we saw in the trailer, that, you know, Guy just literally does the same thing over and over and over again because... Uh, well, he's an NPC. He's an NPC. <laughs> There's not much he can do till one day he decides, you know, he's had enough. And he goes against the grain. And one of the things you find out about, you know, the people. Well, spoiler free. Well, yeah, this is spoiler free. I mean, it's something that's off that happens in the trailer. He picks up a pair of sunglasses. And the thing with the sunglasses is all the people you see in the, in the game wear sunglasses. So they reference them as people with glasses or the glasses people. And he eventually finds out that he's in the game. Uh, there's also several cameos in here. So, um, so a couple streamers are in the game. They don't do anything very significant. Why is your you phone not on silent? Well, I mean, you uh, jumping in on it. I mean, just keep rolling with it. Don't All you right. got to be professional, sir? Oh, like putting your phone on silent? So, like... Ninjas in the game, Laser Beam, Dan, uh, TDM, uh, Pokimane, and uh, Alex Trebek, as we know, also makes a cameo in the game. Uh, somebody else makes a cameo in the game. I'm not going to say who, but he is a bank robber. And there is also another individual in the game, I mean, in the movie, who makes a cameo as a masked avatar in an alley. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. The movie made like $25 million opening weekend. It's on the verge of making all of his money because last I checked, it was up to like almost $80 million. And keep in mind, the movie had a $100 to $125 million budget. But very good movie. You might cry. I, I got a little choked up in it. 
that's pretty awesome. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just not, I'm kind of over movie theaters. I like movies still. I love watching them and the from my own home. I just, I'm just really kind of over, uh, over movie theaters right now. So Christopher Nolan hates you. Dennis Villeneuve, uh, the guy who directed Dune, hates you as well. Um, I don't know these guys, but okay. Well, you know who Christopher Nolan is. I know, I know who, who, I know who they. I know who they are. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they are as persons. I know of them. You know. Yeah. So yeah, screw them. Who cares? <laughs> also, Tenet sucked. Oh, you have finally admitted that a Christopher Nolan movie sucked. I didn't say they can't suck. Look, Christopher Nolan, the, the Tenant was like his most ten, uh, Christopher Nolan movie ever. It was it's just it, it could have been cool. It's just I, I'm not gonna give a review on Tenant right now because the, the movie's old. I'm just saying it could have been something. It just wasn't what it what, what it could have been. All right. So if he got beef. I'm gonna just talk trash about Tenant because you know that's that's, that's low hanging fruit. All right. So according to Dennis Villavu, he said that if you watch Dune on your TV. The best way he can compare it is to, to drive a speedboat in your bathtub. For him, it's ridiculous. As I said before, when we brought up him and Nolan bitching about, you know, HBO, I mean, Warner Media releasing their films on HBO Max, he can take a long walk off a short cliff. But yeah, go see Free Guy. It was very awesome. I give it 10 out of 10 stars. I'm probably going to go see it again on Wednesday. It was just that good. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean... I, I I don't know, but I don't know how I would say about that. I mean, some people have better setups than others. I mean, I think I could very they will watch Dune at home and, and get the full experience. Nah, son, just because you got a 5.1. And, and an 85-inch television. It ain't the same as surround sound in a 100-whatever 20-inch movie theater screen. Yeah, but I don't want that Rona, so, you know. Yeah, but you got vaccinated, and most of the movie theaters are Delta empty. Variant. Most of the movie theaters are empty is what I was getting at. Like when I went to go see Fry, uh, Free Eye, it's like only like eight to ten people in there, and we were all pretty much spread out. Keep in mind, I went on a Wednesday, just go in the middle of the week. That's all you got to do. And I'm not going to see every movie in theaters. Like if it's a movie that I like, this was worth the wait, so I had to go see that. Dune, I don't give two craps about really. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. You're not excited. How is it that so you're more excited about? Free guy than Dune. Dune yes. like Dune is going to be like a, a cinema. But uh, Dune spectacle. is exactly. But that's also the thing. Dune has been remade. What this is the second time, and the book is from like the 1900s. Even you yourself, the book you said the book was very heavy. So I'm pretty sure the dialogue is going to be very heavy in this. So it's you're not, saying you're not smart enough to keep up with the film? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just that's saying. Like that's what you're saying. I'm just saying. I'm. I might eventually get bored watching the film. So it sounds like your attention span is not going to be met because you need more flashing lights. And and you know explosions. People like flashing lights and explosions, Samir. So what are you saying? Sure, but I need some substance in my film too. And Dune looks like it's there's nothing wrong with having substance. Furthermore, this movie looks like it's going to have a lot of both. Just so you know, have you not seen the trailers? Yes, I watched badass. the trailer, but I feel like it's going to be like probably like 45 minutes of action. Did you know the runtime of Dune, by the way? Uh, it's like a two hours and a half, two and a half hours. Damn near three hours. Yeah, that's about right. And yeah. well, I, honestly, I, I can list off a couple of well-paced movies that are close uh, at that three hours or close to it, and you don't feel like it at all. Okay, and sometimes you just have good directors that can do that. James Cameron's one of them. All right, say what you want about Avatar; it doesn't feel like three hours. Mm, felt like forever to me. Well, you're a bitch. Also, uh, Park Chan Wook's um, The Handmaiden almost three hours like it's like uh two hours and like 45 minutes it's really close to it and it does not feel like that it feels like a, a, an hour and a half movie by the way if you haven't seen that movie it's on amazon video go watch it if you can handle a subtitle but you know barnard can't you know because he's one of those people it's bernard not barnard sir i i know that was, that's what i was getting on your skin because clearly you hate people mispronounce your name christopher are you telling people my middle name uh, cause it's your middle name. Why are you hating on your middle name? You I'm not hating on my Friday. middle name. Oh, and doing this two and a half hours, two hours and thirty five minutes. See, called it. Hey, baby, look who's here to say hi during the podcast. Also, are we going to get into our review of um, what if? Or do you have anything else to say? I was going to say if you don't have any more news, we can get. We had that. We had the um the 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 half, little little past halfway point at this point. A little more than that, actually. Basically, Samir wants to call it a wrap. So, first things first, let's just go. I do real not. Quick. Let's go ahead. It's not. Let's not have this review. Uh, 
Eternals trailer. What'd you think? Uh, I'm tentatively excited. Looks like it's gonna be pretty good. And hopefully this is their way to segue into bringing the X-Men into the uh, MCU. Oh, there you go again, damn mutants. Stop being Uncle Tom, it, all right? It ain't going to happen, okay? They bought the property for God knows it's how much. It's not money. going to happen just yet, okay? They need to bring... Look, I don't want them to do what they did in the, in the, in the uh, Ultimate Universe where they made them a bunch of test tube babies. No, I want them to be there since the dawn of time and, and, and them being... a. Uh, 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 quintessential uh, offshoot of human evolution. That's what I want them to be. I want them to be the power that they should be, okay? Uh, yeah, Samir's reading Nick Most's current run on the X-Men, and he's just gushing over mutants right now. I've so. always been gushing over mutants. I was mad when they weren't a power. I'm mad at that. I'm now I'm excited that they are a power. They, they're getting, finally getting the respect they deserve, all right? Put some spec on their names, okay? Children of the Adam. All right? If, you can't, if y'all can't, y'all can't tell because y'all can't see me, but I'm, I'm right, holding the black power, power, fist. power fist like always. Black Power Fist. And in the X. I gotta throw the X up. All right. Oh. Don't do that. You stop listening to DMX. You don't deserve to, you don't, you don't get the bark. No one was listening to DMX. Who still listened to DMX at the time of his passing? That kind of music doesn't really fly anymore. Oh no, DMX is very good music for the gym. It's very good hype uh, music. I mean, I guess, but it was kind of cringy. It's like, God, was I always as angry when I was a kid? That's why I was. That's, that's the vibe I get when I was listening to um, DMX. Oh. Well, anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed the Eternals trailer. I was talking to Chris because he was over at Loco's house when we were doing the Three Shades. He still is on the fence. Uh, Loco didn't mention anything about it, but I'm gonna rewatch the trailer. I like the fact that you know we're getting more action. We're seeing more of the Celestials and the Deviants as well. But this movie needs to hurry up and get here. Speaking of hurry up and get here. I, I, while watching that trailer, there was a thumbnail for the Batman movie. I'm like, this is still a movie? I totally forgot about that movie. When is that coming out again? Next year. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I feel sorry for anyone attached to that project. Why? Um, because... They had delays multiple times and there was a COVID outbreak, remember? Yeah, I feel sorry for anyone who... Yeah, it's, it's, it's... no one's going to care by the time that thing drops. Well, we know already know you're gonna hate on it because you're gonna be like, where does this take place? Even though I've told you multiple times, it takes place on Earth too. Mm. I don't know they they can't even get Earth one, um, new Earth right. Why are they gonna do Earth two? Hey man, you you mess up one time, start over on a new Earth. <laughs> All right, so here's another bit of news that made me happy because uh, we already kind of went into some of our MCU stuff. So these are like basically the last two. Anthony Mackie has sealed the deal to star in Captain America 4. So it's now, a surprise to no one. Yeah, which is a surprise to no one. As I said before, uh, 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 I can't remember the guy's the showrunner's name uh, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He will be directing this film or writing it. I can't remember. Well, I just know he's going to be attached to it. Still no word on if Sebastian Stan is going to come back. He should. But, but hopefully he does. What else is he doing? Uh... Who knows? He could be doing other stuff. He might be wanting to take a break. And do what? Crochet? Relax. Yes, maybe crochet. I guess. Shoot, sometimes people need a break. And Scott and Disney is trying to take the uh, Scarlett Johansson lawsuit to arbitration. So basically, they just don't want to go to court. They they don't want to go to big court. They just would rather just do it small. Yeah, okay. And with that said... I mean, just get it done already. All right. So let's go ahead and get to our review of What If Episode 2. What if T'Challa became the Star-Lord? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I got a couple of grievances about it. Well, before before you say that. So one of the things that, you know, everyone says is... um, like one of the things that people were bitching about was like, oh, it's just basically the same thing. They said that with episode two. I mean, it's with episode not the one. Same thing. It's, it's not. Yeah, different. this one is ve- is vastly different. So even episode one was different. So yeah, some things will remain the same for what if, but there's a bigger change to it. All right, so go ahead and say what you were going to say. Why was they on such a bitch? Because I guess T'Challa reached his inner no no not his personality his power level black dwarf should not have done that much damage 
Uh, midnight. You know Midnight's. they can beat Thanos, right? They've beaten Thanos in the comic. Man, the Black Order isn't that that dangerous. No, don't get me wrong. They're a threat. But come on. They can take out Thanos. They did. You would know that if you actually read anything besides comics with, you know, characters with just tits. I don't. That's not true at and all. Team I mean, books, and team I'm, books. You didn't read Thanos' book. Why would I read Thanos' book? Because you need to broaden your horizons. I do, frequently. Okay. That's what I'm probably going to... What? What were you going to say? Huh? I, was, I was probably going to read that Ryan segment series. Yeah, keyword you just said, probably. No, I'm going to definitely read it when it comes out. Make up I your mind. Is it probably or definitely? It, well, it's on a Kickstarter, so it may not get launched. How about that? Huh? So that's your probably for you right there. Mm. Yeah, probably these nuts. Gotcha. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I like the simple fact that, you know, T'Challa, basically T'Challa being in space has more or less changed Thanos' outlook on life. So now we don't know what's happening with Gamora. We know what happened with Peter due to the fact that Ego went to Earth to get him. Well, he didn't, um, I guess he didn't massacre. That, okay, that doesn't make any sense because when did he pick up um, Nebula as opposed to when he picked up Gamora? So in this timeline, maybe he picked up Nebula first and then he didn't get a chance to massacre all of... Yeah, um, exactly. But that doesn't make any sense because then T'Challa was the one that talked them out of it. So at what point did T'Challa do that? So Maybe when he was a child? Possibly, I guess. Because you got to remember... It's a 20-year jump from when he when Yandu picks him up. Yeah. So we don't know what went down. It could have been when he was a kid. Yeah. And we don't know how old Gamora or Nebula are. Yeah, exactly. I was just glad Karen Gillian. Did Karen Gillian come back? Yes. I mentioned her on, on the episode, right? She did, yeah. Yeah. And Chris Sullivan came back as Taser Face. Very awesome. Oh, yeah. He was there for some reason. All right, so Korath. I'm like, they gave him a lot. He was, he was fanboying. He was, he was I, on. He was I, I, I love this. Hard. I love the parallel. From who to? Do you not know who this is? This is a Star Lord. They gave him more personality than they, than they did in two movies. Three. No, right? Was, no, never mind. Two. Yeah. Uh, first Guardians and Captain Marvel. Yeah. I had no idea why I thought he was in Guardians or two when he died in <laughs> Guardians one. But yeah, his implant ripped out. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been nice to see. It it was very awesome to see how the duck actually interact with people. Oh yeah, that was nuts. I didn't think they go that far into him, and yeah. then he did, he didn't kind of go anywhere. But yeah, I mean, but he did. Seth almost said Seth Rollins. Seth Green did say he will be back for more. What if? Um. I, I hated Nebula for all of two seconds. I like the design of the collector. Like, I really wish they would have gotten somebody kind of big to play that role in the film, but Benicio Del Toro was good. They could have put some animatronics on him and, and this makeup and put some CGI on him. Yeah. But, hey, there was no need for, you know, him to actually, you know, get into it with anybody I and, suppose. in the Guardians film. Other than that, I mean, I didn't have any grievances with it over that. Uh, oh, yeah, and also the, the, the world might end because Ego is going to find Peter. He's not going to yeah. protection and everything's going to die. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is he the MCU villain for what if? For their phase one, basically? Well, if it is, they're screwed. If yeah. you remember the plot of, um, of Guardians 2, the only reason why they beat him was because they were on the planet at the time to do it. It's yeah. like, if he activates all those seeds or whatever... Uh, when when uh, when no one's looking, no, they screwed. There's no time. There's no way to fix it. Like they're not gonna know where it's coming from. They're not gonna have the time to get there to stop him. And by the time they do get there, if they do figure it out, he's gonna already completed his um his uh his victory lap, and he's they're they're all dead. So the the universe, the galaxy is gonna be uh, finished. So that's kind of dark that I ended. Yeah, it still just sucks that they did not. I guess they probably didn't call Chris Pratt to come and do the voice of Star Wars. They got Brian T. Delaney. I mean, he's only he had like one line. Still, Chris Pratt doing other stuff. What's Chris Pratt doing? Taking a break. He is probably filming something right now. Maybe. Nah, most definitely. But yeah, 
I love I love when they went back to Wakanda and T'Challa reunited with his father. Like one of the things that you know a lot of people were asking, like, yo, so T'Challa doesn't become king, who dies? I'm like, technically we don't know yet because the simple fact that Guardians takes place in 2014 and Captain America Civil War takes place in 2016. So Sokovia Accords haven't happened yet if they do happen. Right. And they, uh, yeah, he's probably doing Jurassic World Dominion or something. That's in post-production. Post-production means they're just doing the edits and stuff. The point is he was probably doing this while they were doing that. Oh, That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay, I get what you're saying now. All right, okay. But yeah, so once again, guys, if you have not checked out What If yet, what the hell are you waiting for? Go ahead, check out What If. You got, if you got Disney Plus, do it. If not, follow our friends. If not, get the trailer, I mean, get the uh, trial. Uh, one of the funny things I did like was when they were all in the hall, basically eating. And, oh, yeah. Uh, who was he talking to? Was he talking to Shuri or was he talking to, uh, who was Thanos talking to? Oh, Okoya? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. He's like, that sounds like genocide. No, no, it's just random. <laughs> and really efficient. It's like, he's, it's hilarious how he's still trying to justify it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a very good episode. So. And it never, it never was like, oh my God, this shot again. It was, that was pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll find out, you know, what happens to, you know, the the rest of the Guardians team, like Rocket, Groot, Nebula, and, you know, we got to have a big, like, Avengers moment at the end of this, so we got seven more episodes. All right. Yeah, I think we're going to call it a wrap, guys. Uh, So this is Bernard. And this is Samir. And that was another episode of the podcast join us next time same blur channel same blur network all right and um be sure to go to gurdclothing.com and use our promo code angryblurs21 at checkout to save 10 percent on your order so we will see you guys next week be sure to rate review subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend samir tell the people goodbye uh goodbye people all right so live long and prosper be easy and all of that stuff peace